Okay, folks, before we kick off this podcast, I'm standing here with my friend Alpha Mayava, and I've asked my friend Alpha to share what I call a beacon of hope, a piece of hope. Alpha, quickly say hi, and then put that beacon on us of hope. Okay, well, Tano Falava, um, look, this is a saying I heard a few years back, but it goes like this. Live for yourself and you live in vain, but if you live for others, you live again. Two, three, four. A Beacon of Hope is a weekly podcast that shines a light on the human spirit and explores the power of hope in our lives. Join me, Will Fleming, as I talk to people from all walks of life about where they find hope and how they use it to navigate life's challenges. Be good. Be safe. And be happy. Hey friends, before we get into this podcast with Jimmy Hunt, let me just quickly tell you a bit about my relationship with Jimmy Hunt. It's a 10 plus year relationship of podcasting in different formats about different topics. Very, very quickly, Jimmy Hunt is a mental fitness coach who is passionate about helping people become happier and healthier. He is known for his epic adventures like Liloing the Waikato River. That's right. He also built the world's biggest water slide. Jimmy believes in teaching people how to improve their mental health by providing them with the tools and steps necessary to make positive choices. He is a sought-after keynote speaker and workshop facilitator and has been recognized with numerous awards including a Guinness World Record and the Kevin Roberts Entrepreneurship and Innovation Scholarship. Jimmy's mission is to reduce pain and promote mental wellness through his work and constant conscious choices. That's Jimmy Hunt, jimmyhunt.com. Hey, Jimmy, just before we get started, can I ask you these three questions that I'm trying to start the podcast with? What is something that you are most proud of in your life? Uh, very simple. It is my own personal growth and evolution. The ability to move from a shit place to a really great place required a lot of work, required a lot of effort a lot of learning, a lot of asking for help, and that's what I'm most proud of. I haven't heard you say shit for a while. That's awesome. That's good shit. Uh, what is something that you believe in strongly and why? I believe. Well, to continue on this theme since I started it just then, I believe that other people can do the same. I'm not special, and uh, that's why I'm dedicated to doing what I do, which is to help people understand that and uh, to move themselves up as well. And the third question is, um, what is one of the biggest challenges you've faced and how has it changed you? It's an interesting question because um, off the back of what I've just done, I found another thing that didn't really challenge me. And I'm trying to figure out how to challenge myself more, how to fail more often. I think that challenges are you moving out of your comfort zone and into your growth zone. And that simple maneuver for anyone at any stage is what causes people to grow and people to become better versions of themselves. My challenges are all kind of micro and they're all just me getting out of my own little comfort zones and 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 pushing through 
Can we quickly frame up the walk? I've done this a few times with you over the years where we've framed up different things from uh, rivers to slides to fights with anacondas. Can we frame up quickly what you've just done? Yeah, I was more compelled than anything I've ever done to walk the length of New Zealand to encourage connection along the way connection in three parts one with the self so connect with myself and then encourage other people and teach other people how to connect with their selves connection with the land because we're very disconnected with the land and it does miraculous things not only for our psyche but for our nervous systems and body and then thirdly connection with each other i've definitely come to triple down on the fact that the quality of our life is determined by the quality of our relationships and connection in that way is something that a lot of us were never taught, not that good at, but is something that can have a profound impact on on who you are, how well your life is lived. And so I was encouraging and uh, inspiring people to to find that. And that's that's what the walk was. And then physically, I had to walk 3,026 kilometers from the top of the New Zealand to the bottom. Did you know that hypothesis or that theory before you left? Those yes. three pillars? And is that algorithm you just laid out where hope is found? Yeah. I mean, I know this whole podcast is about hope and hope is lovely and all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure I personally understand hope like a lot of other people, I think that I, it's a little complicated, but I think that I, okay, Asterix and Obelix, you know the the cartoon, right? Um, Asterix, before going into battle, has to drink the potion. Obelix doesn't have to drink the potion because he was dropped in it as a baby. I think I've become more Obelix than Asterix. I've become almost perpetual hope there is nothing that i can really feel can't be overcome i didn't always feel that way i used to have to drink the potion like most people but now especially with this walk and everything that i was doing around it like i was the guy out there to to show how it could be done you know you've talked to me in the past about this term unfuckwithable are you trying to challenge yourself and it's like oh my continuum, as you've outlined to me previously, is, and I've talked about it in previous episodes of this podcast, right? Oh, cool. That, that, that kind of continuum that you talk about. I think what I was thinking is like the ice bath, you know, that it's cool to get in it and you can force yourself into some uh, uncomfortable situations, but thrust into it where it's not your choice. Well, you've hit on a very interesting point there, and, and that is choosing your shit. Choosing your uncomfortable, right? And so, what the problem is is we choose comfort. We choose comfort. We choose comfort. We choose comfort. At like at every turn in our lives, we choose comfort, and then life will thrust a bunch of shit on us. Suddenly, we're uncomfortable, and we're not sure how to deal with it. And your example there with the ice bath is choosing your discomfort, and when you choose discomfort. In an ongoing manner, when discomfort is thrust upon you without your choice, you're far better prepared to be able to deal with it. And so that's why we do this 
training in discomfort. And I knew for a fact that even though I had full confidence in myself to be able to walk the length of New Zealand, it was going to be uncomfortable. In the North Island, it rained on me 80% of the time, 8-0. The trails were washed out, forests were flooded. Like It was just shit. <laughs> and, and it broke a lot of people around me. It broke a lot of people who were on the trail who just like, I don't like this. I don't want to be here anymore. I was very proud of myself because it's good to be able to have these little bits of perspective on how far you've come because it sucked for me just like it sucked for them. But I dealt with it and I dealt with it fine. And I made jokes about it. And sometimes I swore about it and had a little bloody muttered to myself and like this sucks but I dealt with it and I moved through it and I came out the other end and that's choosing your discomfort I think that when we choose discomfort over a long period and we learn how to deal with it and how to understand with it then you don't even need hope anymore because you have confidence I don't hope that I can deal with this I know I can yeah, I think I started to think about the idea of hope as something what people would say to God. You don't know really what you mean, but it's something, it's a conglomerate of things that you can lean on. And I've been trying to better understand that. That's why your continuum, and maybe we should, maybe you could explain. Yeah, so my mental fitness continuum runs from zero to 100. It's split up into five to 20% categories. It runs from severe discomfort, discomfort to okay, to growth, to contentment. And I then talk about this concept, which is uh, you, you, my scientific terms of when you're down the bottom 20% or when you're down the bottom end, you are fuck withable. Everything fucks with you. The weather, the traffic, the people at work, everything fucks with you. And your life's not that good because of it right you just you have to deal with all this shit all the time and it's ah. and then the further you move up the continuum the closer you get to becoming unfuckwithable not unfuckable as some people mis mispronounce it uh unfuckwithable and you know a very very good example is someone like the dalai lama right where he has to deal with everybody's shit all day long they're all complaining all this sort of stuff it doesn't fuck with them he deals with it he gives his answers, and then he goes off and has some tea. Like you can't fuck with the man. And so we're all somewhere in between that, right? And the goal is to move closer to being unfuckwithable. And it's not even the goal. It's the practice. And the practice could involve all sorts of things like ice bars like you're talking about or meditation or mindfulness or practices and perspective and understanding and patience and empathy and compassion and all of these sorts of things. And then the more we practice, them, the more likely we're able to use them in specific situations when we're in trouble. There are plenty of times on the walk where I needed to use those skills to be able to understand the discomfort that I was sitting in in that moment. But because I'd been practicing it in a safe place outside, when it became that I'm literally, I mean, there was a time where like I got my leg 
caught in a root and I twisted my ankle so bad that it did that um that popping sound. Like it sounds like a break, but it's it's just the pop of the air coming out between the bones. And I ended up flat on the ground, bawling my eyes out because of the pain. I passed out because of the pain. And then I'm just lying on the forest floor at about six o'clock at night in the middle of nowhere, going, Oh shit. What what do I do now? But I'd had this practice and I had these practices that allowed me to be able to move uh, out of my sympathetic state, my fight, flight, freeze, because I was just dumping chemicals, all the adrenaline and the cortisol, the glucose just dumps through my body when you hurt yourself like that. And then I was able to move through that, get myself to a calm state and then be able to make logical decisions about where I ended up going. I ended up sleeping in the forest that night in the middle of nowhere, but you know, I was capable enough to be able to do that. And I was never scared. I was just able to go through this process that I had never done before. I had never been in that situation before, but I had these tools that allowed me to be able to navigate that situation with no drama at all. Let's say people are hearing the idea of mental fitness continuum for the first time if you scale that all the way back you can get into a position where you're like oh shit i hope things work out tonight of course yeah and that's what i'm trying to unpick with you it's like you're reaching this point now you're kind of trained yourself to be unfuckwithable right close close to tested it yeah yeah you Okay, well, I ask you the question. I ask you the question then. When does it turn from hope to confidence? Uh, Maybe some type of ritual like you're doing to prove, you know, physically to walk through the portal. Where does confidence come from? (laughs) Same place hope comes from. I don't know. Um, Confidence comes from previous success. So when you have a success, then you are now more likely to think that you can repeat that success. And so when we have small successes, let's just keep going back to your ice bath example then, right? When you first jump in, maybe you last 15 seconds before you jump out and go, yeah, this is horrible, right? But you're like, I got in. That's a success. Man, a lot of people can't get in. I was teaching a guy in Mexico who's trying to be a professional tennis player. He wouldn't get in the damn ice bath. He was too scared. And so you get in 15 seconds, that's a win. And then the next day you do 20. The next day you do 60. The next day you do, and you just build that up. After a few weeks of doing it, what have you got? Confidence. You know, you know I can get in there. You know I can deal with this cold. You know I have the skills to be able to navigate the way my body is going to react to it. We get confidence based on successive wins. Even if they're small, we build those wins higher. That's where hope turns into confidence. When you don't have the history of successive wins, then you hope everything turns out all right. You have that success because you've done the work and done the practice. You don't need to hope. You know that there's a very high percentage chance that everything is going to be just fine. This episode of A Beacon of Hope is proudly brought to you by Campfire Studios. Campfire Studios is an impact-led organization amplifying the voices of Māori and Pacifica communities via podcasting and video content. 
To find out more, visit campfirestudios.co.nz. Confidence comes from when you've chosen to do something you weren't particularly good at, and then you've built skills on the back of that. Confidence is the toolbox. Confidence is the knowledge that you put me in a particular situation, I'll be able to deal with it because I've practiced these tools. And so confidence comes from that. Do you think your body of work has been physically building your confidence? I haven't heard you say that, you know, all of the challenges and that this walk was a test. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Because you see, well, here's the thing about my body of work, which is always a funny thing to call it. Uh, My body of work, my books that I've written, my podcasts I've done, all of the work that I have done is based off my own learnings. So I will I will experiment on myself, I will practice, I will learn, and then I will share. So it's not like I've written something out of research, right? So you can be a research scientist and you can be reasonably confident because you've done this particular research, but you might not be 100% confident because you haven't lived that experience. And so my work is my lived experience. And so, yes, absolutely, I build confidence because I personally have actually done that work. Yeah, it's tricky because every couple of years we talk on whatever podcast I've got going at the time. We've done that probably for nearly 10 years. And so yeah. I'm always keen to kind of touch base and I'm aware that whatever audience I'm building for a podcast may or may not know the chats we've had. I'm also trying to keep this podcast around 20 minutes and we're just hitting 20 minutes. So let me just rattle a couple of things off if it's okay. Yeah. Top of mind just to see where you're at. Views on spirituality. Where are you at with the bigger presence around us? My spirituality is growing with my unfuckwithability. Um, over the same amount of time I've done this work, I've had growth spiritually. And this walk was, again, oh man, we could get in some long, crazy talks, but uh, this, uh, this walk wasn't my idea. Uh, this, this walk was given to me by, by a higher power, and I learned a lot internally spiritually on this walk and i still have plenty more to learn but it definitely shapes my day-to-day even in its most simplest form it allows me to figure out my path better as i walk it when we talk about spirituality like whether that's the universe or other entities or what simply is regarded as your higher self that guides me every day did you dream not much. I had a weird dream the other night. I sent it to my wife. I was like, um, uh, I was living in a hotel. I'd been dating Poppy for a year. And you said to me, why is it you only ever pick the nice ones? Um, and then I was like, and, and my friend Fleur and Greta, they were the entertainment at the hotel. And I was drinking whiskey. And she came back and she was like, the whiskey is the only thing that is weird in the story. <laughs> um, so that was my... That was my one weird dream because I don't drink and I never have. <laughs> uh, something that popped in my head a few years ago was, you know, I call it curious. I'm curious about this idea of hypnosis and what it plays in our life. And I remember saying, yeah. if I was going to hypnotize you, what would you want me to influence? And you said, stop eating chocolate and stop biting my nails. How are those things going? Jesus, that must have been a while ago. I stopped biting my nails probably five or six years ago. Uh, I paint my nails um, and I have done for the last five or six years, 
And that stopped me biting them um, because my wife painted them every couple of weeks and she manicured them for me. And that just straight stopped me biting my nails then and there. So I didn't even have to need hypnosis for it. And the last five days on the trail, I ate five blocks of chocolate. So that uh, that, that didn't work so good. Um, I, I, had a, I had a lot of candy, sugar-fueled um, a lot of my walk. That's awesome. Jimmy, if you were talking directly to someone listening or watching a small clip, if we put that online, I'm fascinated by the word hope because when I've been doing podcasts and other formats around kind of severe situations where people have lost hope, it's called hopelessness. If someone's feeling hopelessness, can you send out a bit of a digital beacon of hope? Is there something that comes to mind if I talk like this to you? Yeah, it's a harsh one. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, you're not special. This is a liberating piece of knowledge. You're not special. And the cool thing about not being special is the understanding that you're not the only hopeless one out there. There are so many of us. I was once hopeless. I know so many people. I've helped so many people. And the great news is that millions of people have been in the situations you have been before, and millions of people have moved through them and got out. And what that means is that there's blueprints there for us to be able to follow. And so you tell me you've got this problem, this problem, this problem. I'm like, cool. Like here's, here's five prominent great examples of how people move through that. Oh, but it's actually this, this, this. Cool. Then there's four other examples of other people that have moved through it this way. I think that's really cool. I really like the understanding that I'm not special and any problem I've got has been got by millions of people before me and there's answers just waiting for me to be able to go get them. That's always so fascinating to talk to you. The journey continues. Jimmy Hunt, where can people follow you if they want to learn more about those blueprints you're talking about? Uh, JimmyHunt.com. Jimmy like Hendrix and Hunt. And uh, the Jimmy Hunt is all my social media. So follow along. Say hi. Come say hi. I like it when people actually – I like social media being social. So please, if you if you come along, say hi. I will absolutely get back to you and help you with anything you need. And just finally, like Tom Hanks' return to civilization and Castaway, have you been struggling with anything? Does it feel too domesticated being back in civilization? Uh, I need a haircut, which is why I'm wearing a hat right now for this podcast. Uh, but uh, but apart from apart from that, like I haven't struggled so much. There were some things I missed um, that I'm glad that I got got to feel and enjoy again. I think one of the interesting points is that I think my life that I've created is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And a lot of people use long walks through hikes that I did to run away from their lives because their lives aren't, aren't that cool. And so I was genuinely looking forward to coming back to mine. So I'm actually really happy I'm home. Awesome, Jimmy. Thank you for that. Thank you for always answering uh <laughs> my beacon when I send it out there and um, hopefully the audience has picked up on that frequency of our conversation today. Thank you, brother. Until next time. Until next time. My pleasure. Two, three, four. Thank you for tuning in to this frequency of hope in our podcast today. 
If you found value from this episode and want to hear more, I would love it if you could follow, subscribe, and rate our show. By doing so, you will increase the frequency of the Beacon of Hope. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform, please take a moment to hit the follow or subscribe button and leave a rating and review. I truly appreciate your support and feedback, and it helps us make our podcast even better. Thank you. Be good, be safe, and be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like that song, doesn't it? Be happy. All right, Mama, we stop there, right? Yeah, okay. okay. All right.